What do you know? What do you know? What do you know? Okay, here we go. Coming in late, podcast 228. Hello, my friends. Um, Yeah, I didn't produce that podcast last week, so I got this one this week, and then I'm going to get another one out in the next day or two just to catch up because I like to be caught up, and that's just how we flow, yo. Okay, deep apologies for not getting that podcast out there. Life's a little crazy in my little corner of the universe. Not to mention everything else that's going on across our global COVIDness. But nonetheless, this podcast is entitled A Day in Chesky Krumlov. And uh, Chesky Krumlov is a sweet little tourist city in the Czech Republic. I'm a, I got I drop a link down on my website, my podcasting website. Uh, you can check it out. Chesky Krumlov, such a great place. Ah, such a great place. Uh, way back a little bit ago, 2015, I spent six weeks in Europe. I was actually on a speaking tour and uh, a teaching tour. So uh, I taught Buddhism in uh, Austria and Finland and Estonia of all places, and then I did some professional speaking in the Czech Republic. But I also went, I also went uh, on a Moldavite hunt. Now this podcast is not about Moldavite, which is a tektite, not a meteorite. But uh, I've been a big fan of Moldavite for a long time. I've been buying and buying and selling it for over a decade. And uh, now I'm kind of not selling it because there's been a big spike in uh, appreciation for Moldavite. There was a couple TikTok videos that went crazy. So the mainstream's getting deep, which is great. But it's driving the price up. And, and it's just not something I want to be selling right now. Um but I, I have a good friend, a French guy who l- was living in the Czech Republic at that time, and he put me up and we did a bunch of Moldavite hunting. So I spent probably 10 days, 12 days down in uh, Pisic, which is a small Czech city, uh, about two hours south of, of uh, Prague. And then Pisic is very close to South Bohemia where basically all the Moldavite mines are. I'm not really going to get into that, but I did spend nine great days in Prague. I mean, I had a great time in Europe. I had such a great time in Europe. And then, um, so I initially started in the the Czech Republic, a couple days in Prague, and then a chunk of time in Pisic. And then I spun off, and then I I went to Europe, I mean, I'm sorry, I went to uh, Austria for, I was in Austria for probably eight, nine days, had a great time with my dear friend Marcus, taught Buddhism out there and just hung out in Austria. And then uh, then I went to Finland, taught Buddhism for a couple days, and then I went to Estonia, taught Buddhism for a couple days, spun back around, spent a few more days in Austria, uh, ended up getting sick. So hanging out there, uh, I made it work. I had a great time. I had a great time. Uh, But then I got on a bus and then I went down and I spent two days in Chesky Krumlov. Now here's where the story starts. I just went out there because it's a must-see little city. It's got like some great 13th century architecture and and, uh, 17th century Baroque church and, and it's just got some great history, great museums. It's tiny but cool. 
Uh, and it's also like a haven for Moldavite. They have a lot of tourist uh, tourist shops for Moldavite, and one of the most formite, uh, foremost, not formite, tektite, Moldavite, formite, foremost museums of Moldavite. So I was like, oh, I definitely got to go down there. Now, I didn't really buy that much Moldavite there because it's very expensive, and I, I'm going into the fields. Like, I'm digging it up myself. Um, but it's definitely worth seeing if you're into Moldavite. Uh, things there are very expensive. My my friend who was living in the Czech Republic, Nico, liked to mention that uh, Chesky Krumlov is like Disney World of Moldavite, overpriced, kind of crazy. You know, they're catering to tourists who want to spend money um, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, of course, I checked it out. But when I got to Chesky Krumlov, I... I didn't really know where I was going to stay. Now, I, I, when I was in Prague, I stayed at this this youth hostel, but I, I don't even think I can call it a youth hostel. It was more like a traveler's hotel. I mean, the place was huge. They had bands going on in the back and or down in the basement, you know, and uh, just a lot of food, a lot of action. It's a very popular place um, in the Czech Republic. And uh, for the life of me, I cannot remember. I might have to stop the podcast and... Uh, get the name of the hotel there. I did have a great time hanging out there. But when I went to Chesky Krumlov, um, I found just kind of your like what you almost want to have in a youth hostel. Very tiny, very cozy, not a lot of people there, cute little cabins and just really, I mean, when I arrived there and I checked it out, I got there really late. Um, but I was like, oh, this is exactly what I was hoping this would be, unlike my time in uh, Prague. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pause this and, and figure out where that place is in Prague. Okay, 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 I found it, I found it. It took me a little bit, it took me a little bit. But nonetheless, I have some images. Yes, it's a place called the Mosaic House. And it's just, it's a giant hotel, basically. Party haven for young travelers. Uh I couldn't find it online, so maybe they changed names or owners or whatever, but it was real popular at the time. Nonetheless, I'm in Kutna Horda. I'm sorry. I'm in uh, Chesky Krumlov. I get into my hostel. It's late night. People are sleeping. I just drop down. I try to be quiet. I'm real considerate. Get into bed and then get up and start meeting the people that are in kind of in my room, right? And uh, it was this girl, this young lady named Mandy. She's a traveler, I believe, from Australia. Or uh, uh, where else could she be from? It'll pop into my head. And then uh, this one guy, oddly enough, from <laughs> Las Vegas, right? Travel halfway around the world. And uh, there's a guy from Las Vegas. When I was when I was at the uh, in Prague at the at the youth hostel, uh, I never met the guy. But I when I dropped off my stuff, there was a hat on the bed that said Idaho, and I was like, oh yeah, here we go, all the way around the world, and people from Idaho. So yeah, this guy, his name is Bones. Yeah, like the doctor on the original Star Trek, Bones. That's his name. We still keep in touch. Really cool cat. Said he got hit by a car when he was jogging. It kind of like gave him a new thirst for life. So he just started global traveling. And then there's 
Mandy, I want to say she's Australian, but I think she's uh, from New Zealand or something like that. I, I don't remember. I still am in a little contact with her online. Every now and then we chat in. Um, and I actually went to go. I saw when I was in Vegas, I saw Bones. We went out for a couple drinks. It was great. Um, but also there was this Korean, younger Korean chap, early 20s. His name was Khan. Yeah, another Star Trek reference, like the Wrath of Khan Part 2. I don't know how he spelled it, but, uh, you know, we had, we kind of had a day because I eventually Mandy took off. I was only there for maybe three days, three nights, two days. I wasn't there as long as I'd like to be, would have liked to have been, but can't always get what you want. And, uh, I just remember that Bones and, uh, Khan and I were out walking around and we stopped off at this old, um, this like famous restaurant. It's probably been there for a couple hundred years. Now, when I was in Prague, my good friend, uh, Andre Schmeichel, who's one of the greatest didgeridoo players on the planet. I met him in Prague. He invited me out. He's like, Alejandro, I'll show you, I'll show you some, I'll show you the real Prague. He took me to this pub that's been in the same spot for 600 years. <laughs> Yeah, we had a good time. Uh, Andre Schmeichel is one of my favorite people. Really great ditch player. Really great ditch player. So, of course, when I'm in Prague, you know, everybody wants to, or when I'm in Chesky Krumlov, everybody wants to go to this famous restaurant. They serve a lot of meat. You know, it's act, the, the, the space is actually smaller because apparently in the 1600s, people were shorter. 1300s, same thing was going on in Estonia. Like the old town Estonia's from the 13th, 14th century, everything there is a little bit smaller. It's, it's interesting. So we get there. We're, we're hoping we can walk into this restaurant, which we cannot. They're like, oh, all the reservations for dinner are booked up. There's no way to get in. And then uh, we were like, well, what about lunch? You know. And Bones was like, I can't, I can't stay for lunch. I can only, or. I, now, do I even remember? Hold on. Okay, okay, I'm back. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure, I, but I am pretty sure that Bones could make it. He had to leave in the evening. He couldn't do a dinner thing or he had something else going on. So, so Khan and I were like, okay, we'll do lunch tomorrow. And then, you know, Bones left, Mandy left. And the, the last day uh, in Chesky Krumlov, it was just uh, Khan and I. And, you know, he's a young Korean kid, speaks decent English. You know, we spent the whole day together in tourist mode. It was raining. You know, he had a big umbrella. We just walked around and did all this great stuff. We went to these famous, uh, uh, we went to a couple famous castles and uh, we went to a number of museums. And I mean, we were like tied at the hip. <laughs> You know, and, you know, we're just like sharing stories with each other. And, and Khan was great. He said, oh, I love listening to people's accents, trying to figure out where they're from and all this. And he loved all this meat. Oh, this place served a lot of meat. It was great. And then we just, we did all the things people should be doing in Chesky Krumlov. We basically spent the whole day together. And the next day, I'm, you know, I'm getting on a bus and I'm, I'm taking off and uh, we went to a a, mar uh, a puppet museum, but it, it's not just puppets. It's marionettes right there. It's a different kind of puppet because marionettes have the strings, you know. Um, 
And I went to I went to a marionette concert that night in Chesky Krumlov. And I went to the Moldavite Museum. Uh, and then I, I visited another a number of other museums in Chesky Krumlov. I'll tell you what, I had such a great time there. I, I certainly want to go back. I, I certainly want to go back. And, you know, I was very excited to, in South Bohemia, just outside of Pisik, I was able to hunt for some Moldavite, and I found three beautiful uh, pieces of Moldavite from the Babis uh, mine. So it's not really a mine anymore, but the uh, the land, basically, you know, the farmland. You can walk around and look for Moldavite. You're not really allowed to dig, but... Yeah, it was really great. I had such a great time. And, you know, I often think about this time in Chesky Krumlov. And, you know, of course, Bones and Mandy, you know, just such a great, great time. Such a great time. But this time that I had, this day that I had with Khan was just so special. And it's just him and I, and we're really bonding well, and we're just having a great, great time. And here's the thing. I have never seen him again. I We have no contact information we just shared this great day together. We just shared this great day together. And uh, it, it just, it left a little impression on me. You know, this young chap, Korean, loves to travel, ended up in Chesky Krumlov. And we we're just talking about travel techniques and, and why we travel. We're all solo travelers just meeting up at this spot and, and uh, just spending a little time together. And... Uh, and it's great because he and I had a very similar pace, not really in a hurry, like to check things out. Uh, and, you know, the time that we spent in this castle, it's like a, one, of, one of the kings or something had this castle. We, we spent so much time in there walking around and just hanging out and getting food and drinking coffee. And he, car <laughs> he carried the umbrella most of the time. I took a lot of pictures. Oh. You know what? It was really, it was a very special time. That, that, those couple of days in Chesky Krumlov in the Czech Republic were so, so special. I mean, my whole time in Europe was amazing. Totally amazing. The time I spent in, uh, in Austria with Marcus teaching Buddhism and then, you know, uh, with Peretu and his sister uh, Heine, Heine over in uh, Finland and then time with Christy in Estonia teaching uh, Dharma. Just I had such a great time in Europe. I got to get up for Marcus. He sponsored me. Such a great time. And then, of course, I get a little bit of personal Moldavite time, which is great. The time that I spent with Nico, just so amazing. And got to give a shout out to Luke, our Moldavite brother in China, <laughs> who I got to see when I was in China uh, a couple years later in 2017. Yeah, I, got, I, I visited Luke and then I went to the Shaolin Temple uh, after some time in Tibet. But, uh, yeah, it was just, I, I got to tell you, that time, that time in Chesky Krumlov was just really, with Khan, that day with Khan was just so magical. Everything, everything was on, even the rain, everything was spot on. And then, you know, we just came back, we kicked it, we said goodnight, and then, you know, I was up early and I was gone. And it's so interesting that, that I've never seen or heard from Khan again. You know, and uh, I just think it's one of those beautiful things about being an international solo traveler. Okay, my friends, and there it is, podcast two twenty eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna make another podcast here and get it up in the next couple days. So please tune back in, my friends. And with that, stay safe and be cool.
See, I told you. He's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. <laughs>